the Summer Spirit Moon Festival. Potentially, are you okay? Tomorrow night is going to be hard enough as it is. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You don't it's seem fine. exactly fine. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've brought a, f- a friend to, to these things. I... You guys didn't tell me Redding was going to be here. Hi, I'm Martha, Harold's older sister. I'm Archibald Wentworth IV. Harold's my, my younger brother. I'm I'm Harold's mother. Call me Gwendolyn. I'm not just Harold's mother. Call me Gwendolyn. And you're Potentia, yes. right? Yes, that's correct. Where are you from? I don't think... I don't quite... I can't quite place that accent. Gregory, you're finally here. I'll, I'll open the door. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Gregory, my friend, aren't you going to introduce me? Yes, Gregory. Who's this? Oh, I'm sorry, Harold. Um... This is my my new partner, Nikolai. And now we continue. Gregory, friend, aren't you going to invite me in? It would only be polite. Gregory turns back. Of course. Please, come in. How rude of me. Natural 20 on a nature check. I am trying to ascertain if I would understand the nature of this person. If that is something Harold would know. In the entire time you've been interacting with this person, you aren't sure if you saw him breathe... So does this guy have severe vitamin B deficiency? Is that what you're saying? He has very pale skin. He does. Oh, okay. no! Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, no, I'll no, no, that no. Kind away. of porphyrin, I am outside know, by myself. Deficit. Shoot! <laughs> so once they're inside, I actually, noticing that I haven't seen Potentia for a little while, will head to the place that I know is quiet. Okay. Which would be the gardens. As you're making your way uh, back through the party, we, we join Potentia in the back garden. Uh, as you're out in the back garden enjoying the night air, looking up at the stars, uh, you hear someone walk up behind you. And turning around, you see Martha, Harold's sister. Thinking that I'm going to come face to face with probably Harold, in reality, is who I'm expecting to see. And then look, have to look down, because she, Martha is 5'4", and therefore I'm mm-hmm. not looking her in the face right now. Hey, I just wanted to... I guess, apologise for my mother. She's a little intense sometimes. It's all right. <laughs> I can't say I wasn't expecting intensity this evening. Um, she, like, slides up next to you like, and leans up against the, the railing. <laughs> These parties, they're, they're tough, right? They are a time. But, you know, the size of the party means that there are small, quiet spaces. Or not so small, if you look at your giant gardens. Well, it's, you know, father's done well and his father did well. And... Mm. Yes, familiar story. Anyway, yes. Uh, are you all ready for... I, I'm sorry, I don't know how Theramastus celebrate the festival. So. Oh, um, yeah, so I'm uh, a, a priestess of 
the the, sis, the sisters of life and death. Uh, and as such, tonight I'll be performing the ceremony uh, of remembering. You know, it's it's not a big deal. I've done it a bunch of times, but it takes a lot out of me, and I don't like being the center of attention in these kinds of parties. Nobody does. Well, except the bards. They love being the center of attention. At that, she smiles. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I came across a little strong at the, when we first met, but I, if you are Harold's friend, I, I'd like to be your friend too. I mean, sure. I, I mean, I, I don't know that many people here, and certainly not in the city outside of campus. So, I'm always up for new acquaintances and, and things. Mm. Yeah, I I joined the the temple a long time ago, and I don't know that many people outside the temple these days. So it can be, in a word, a lonely life. Yeah, and she just stares back out into the garden. So she's sort of not looking at Martha, but you know they're doing that that thing where two people are absolutely comfortable in each other's presences and don't need to necessarily look at each other mm-hmm. to have a conversation. And then Harold rejoins this scene coming through the door, finding your sister talking to Potentia. Thought I might find the two of you out here. Martha, have you, uh, have you noticed Gregory brought an interesting fellow with him? Is it the, the, the tall man with the creepy smile? Yes. Yes. He was very insistent that he was invited in. Well, some people are sticklers for the rules. Sure. Some people also absolutely require it, if you get my meaning. I think you should keep an eye on him. Someone of your talents. I think I understand your meaning. Um, He's part of the Irregulars. I'm not sure what that means, uh, especially. They're they're a very secretive uh, part of the the watch. It surprises me someone such as him would be in their employ, but, you know, they they have very strange means sometimes, and... You know, even stranger mm. goals, so... But I do worry about him. He doesn't seem... Gregory doesn't seem especially happy with his new... His new his new partner, and I, I would I would be terribly worried if something were to happen to him. Well, I think Gregory wanted his promotion to put him more in line for a, a judgeship or, or, or something of that nature, and I think he might be seeing this as less of a promotion and more as being put somewhere far away from where he wants to be. Can I roll insight on the like stuff that's not being said between yes. the two of them right now? Because Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing there going like, what? Yeah, because you have no idea what they're talking about. Uh sixteen. So with that roll, families especially families with lots of people in them are complicated. And there is definitely some underlying subtext going on. But as somebody very much on the outside and only knowing a couple of members of the family, potentially is not able to to really gleam any more information. Knowing Harold, I'll give you this as as, as Harold, you 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 would hear some genuine concern, which is not something that Harold portrays often from this conversation. All right. Well, I I, I don't want to keep you, Martha. I know I know how stressful this can be for you some years, but uh, I'll be here and. So will Potentia. We believe in you. Yes, well, I think it's also almost that time. So I'll, um, time for the, the big show. And she'll, she'll walk into the party. How are you doing, Potentia? She's lovely, your sister. She's 
really nice. Um, she's uh, she she's taking care of me at, at times, and uh, I'm very grateful. Forgive me if I am overstepping a bound here, but you are worried about something that you are not saying. You know that I'm not good at this, the reading people stuff. So what's going on? Um, you haven't met my brother Gregory yet, but I think I may have mentioned he's part of the city guard. Yes. You know, protectors of the city. And mm-hmm. um, he's been he's been part of the city watch for a little while now. They're, you know, they're, 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 they're the general protectors on the streets try and keep people out of mischief, of that sort of thing. Obviously, there's certain expectations in this family about career progression and uh you know he's been he's been wanting to get himself promoted for a long time and he works extremely hard of course and uh he he deserves he deserves it and he Mm -hmm. recently was promoted to a just a car the just a cars are more like they 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 solve crimes rather than enforcing the rules you know um they do like detective work i suppose you could call it and um but interestingly gregory has been assigned to sort of help administrate a section called the Irregulars. They're a very secretive part of the City Watch. They, they deal with very odd problems. Strange monsters, strange people. And uh, his new partner yeah. has some very interesting properties, shall we say. Uh, was very insistent that he was invited in and was rather pale, if you catch my meaning. Potentially you can roll a religion check. While the specifics uh, aren't particularly known, Harold is, you can tell that Harold is alluding to the properties typically found by a vampire. Mm hmm. Okay. So, in that case, Potentia just sort of looks at him and kind of slightly wide eyed goes, Then we have to go inside because we need to keep an eye on him, much as I would prefer to remain out here and away from your family. Yes, they can be a little much sometimes. I know they they, they do mean well. They're they're good people, but they they have their traditions it's and okay. their ways, and it's 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 hard to change after all these years. But um, yes, yes I, I would like to keep an eye on this fellow. I mean, you know, he's in the employ of the city. I'm not really sure why they would employ such a creature, but I I'm I'm curious around this this fellow's intentions. He seemed earnest enough. Maybe everything's fine, but I would rather not leave things to chance. The vague understanding I have that your sister is about to perform a ceremony, I should I should not like to leave her alone. No. And we will uh, make our way back to the party. While you are having this conversation, inside, Meredith has rejoined uh, Redding up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And without missing a beat joining in, in his duet with bardic music accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a man standing off to the side of the stage. He's looking over the crowd in the same way that like a king would look over a kingdom. Okay. And he has uh, sort of that uh, like slightly graying hair, that kind of like silver fox look to him. Uh-huh. And he, he's standing there holding a glass of, of wine, walks up to the stage Hi, you must be Meredith. Yes, I am. Hi. Harold told me a lot about you. It's it's good to to, to finally to see you and and hear you play. You must be his father. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, Yes, no, I I am a supporter of the arts and it's 
always good to help an up-and-coming uh, bard or two. And he looks over at Redding, who like gives him a sly nod and keeps going. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying your party so far? Oh yes, these these parties are always such good fun. It's always good catching up with work colleagues and business partners outside of the formalities of those kinds of things. Mm, I can imagine. Now, um, my daughter is about to perform mm-hmm. uh, a ritual that she does for these kinds of ceremonies. Are mm-hmm. you able to play from sheet music? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've done that before many times. He'll pass uh, you two copies mm-hmm. of the sheet music. She pauses for a second and then just kind of arranges them in front of Redding as well and, like, looks at him and goes, you good? He, like, looks down at it, gives you a nod. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, thank you. And he'll step to the side and walk up the stairs onto the stage and he'll tap his glass. Please. <laughs> the party stops and Meredith and Redding stop playing music as he takes the stage and that uh, dull murmur quiets as Harold and Potentia enter the room as well. It's always good seeing so many of my friends and my family's friends. He looks across the room, catching Harold and Potentia for a moment before looking back across the rest of the room. As you know, uh, my daughter, this is an excellent cleric. She is gracing us here tonight and about to perform the ceremony of remembering. I hope that all of you wish her the very best in this this ceremony. And I hope you've all enjoyed tonight's festivities. There's a, a round of applause from the people. As he steps off stage, Harold's sister, followed by two hooded figures, stand up on stage. The hooded figures are carrying uh, incense burners that hang off their belts and they each they together are carrying a large bowl of what appear to be glass clear beads and Martha takes the stage standing uh, over her hands outstretched over these beads and she looks back at, at Meredith and Redding you two ready? Mm-hmm. okay as if to say almost to herself and she begins a ritual Praising the goddess, the Thula, the goddess of death, honouring the ancestors and calling forth good luck for those who, those here. And she invites people to take beads from this bowl in front of her. And people come up to the stage, not on the stage, just to the front of it and reach out and take a bead and hold it in their closed hand. She looks back at Meredith and Redding and invites them as well to take a bead. Mm-hmm. Do Harold and Potentia take beads? Yeah, Harold would um, would go up and, and take one of the beads. Uh, Potentia would be looking to Harold to watch. She would need. It looks like most of the crowd are taking a bead. M- more in terms of she would be looking to what he would do because she's trying to work out. She doesn't. This is different to what happens at home, kind of. So she would follow his lead. Okay, so she would take. Um, you also notice that this this tall fellow that Harold's keeping an eye on takes a bead as well. And Martha continues, call upon the dark sister to fill the room and allow us to speak with those we have lost. If she so wills it, grant those the gift. And there's a a hush that falls over the crowd as the beads in the bowl that are left go from clear to black. I ask everyone now to open their hand and reveal if they have a bead pure as milk. 
and people open their hands and there's a general ah oh, from the crowd as most people open up their hands to reveal black beads harold you open your hand revealing a black bead potentia you open your hand revealing a black bead meredith you open your hand revealing a white bead <gasps> Ooh! and it seems as though most people in the crowd have like in fact almost nobody has a white bead um, Harold, with your passive perception, your excellent passive perception, you spot very, very briefly this tall man who is your brother's partner, Nikolai, pocket a white bead. Your sister continues, who here has been chosen by the dark sister? Who has a white bead? Um, I, I do. And there's, uh, like, no one else in the, in the party says anything. Did you say you, you were chosen? Yeah. Then that deserves a round of applause, everyone. <laughs> and she reaches into the very bottom through the beads into this bowl and pulls out a black candle and hands it to you. Mm-hmm. This is the gift of Zathula, goddess of death. With this candle, you will be able to speak with someone you have lost. For wow. 10 minutes, this candle will grant you the ability to speak with someone who has passed from this world into the next. Oh, wow. Thank you. I take the candle and um, just kind of look at it very reverently and then smile up at Martha. She will uh, smile back at you, turn back to the crowd. And with that, the ceremony is complete. Thank you all. And have a lovely, lovely summer spirit moon festival. And she helps these two people carry this bowl off stage. And as she gets off stage, Harold's father like pats on the back. Good job. She will walk past Potentia and Harold into the garden, and when she is past you two, there is you hear this deep <sighs> sigh of relief. <laughs> I'm just going to look at Harold with the the eyes of someone asking. So, what does that mean? So, uh, every year we 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 have this festival to honor our ancestors and the dead and 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 the the god of the dead that welcomes all of those who do not find their way to a domain of their choice uh, after death you know that a lot of people have gods that they like to worship and some people don't and she she welcomes all those who do not have a god for themselves and through this ritual um she grants us the gift of speaking with an ancestor that has passed for those who are chosen. And only one is chosen? Sometimes one, sometimes many, sometimes none. I, I, you know, the whims of the gods, it's hard to predict such things. Uh, I did notice that our tall friend over there found himself a white bead, but did not declare himself. Does that, in the ritual is incomplete? Or is that, does it not matter? Well, it's curious one would not want to receive the gift. I worry that these beads have a certain magic, you see, and perhaps that he has some use for it that is less pure than our little celebration here. At least it seems that for now, nothing is amiss. No. Although, I, you know, your sister seems quite relieved about something. <laughs> she's, uh, she has a wonderful spirit, but she's not one for getting up in front of people and making a show. But yes, we were remarking similarly outside. Yes. It is curious. What is? You were telling me a few weeks ago, and I unfortunately I don't think I was really paying too much attention. I was, I was too busy talking about myself, but you talked about how sometimes one has to make their own adventure, and sometimes one must leave the place where they are in order to find such things. And it occurs to me that you are rather far away from Imperium, 
And one does not need to be so far to study something such as conjuration. There are plenty of elves who are more than capable of knowing such things themselves. Yes, well, I am here. Sometimes, sometimes pet people's reasons are their own. Almost to punctuate this moment, Harold's father has walked over. <laughs> Damn it! Of course ah, he has. Father, hello. Harold, it's always good to see you. Of course. You're looking well. Yes, life is treating me well down at the university, as, as, as you, I see. The great turnout this year, you must be very pleased. I'm yes, going to attempt in this moment to step away to head towards Meredith to talk to her. <laughs> uh, give like, me a stealth check. Damn it! Oh, no. 22! Yeah! <laughs> Come and join the party with Meredith. You managed to slip away. Oh. <sighs> um, the goal being to go over to Meredith to just kind of be like, you got chosen and cool. So um, tell me... Son, I, I noticed that she's a elf. Is she from the city? You know how I feel about those people? Those people is not a word I would use, but no, she's not from the city. She is Good. from Imperium. Good. It's more, more respectable then. I just want to make sure that you're associating yourself with the right kinds of people. I'm very capable of associating myself with the right kinds of people. You may not like them. But sometimes a good heart is more important than other things. And I, I would like to think I'm a good judge of that, at least. And he, he looks at you for a long moment. All right, well, I, I think uh, your mother's looking for me. Excuse me. I'm sure he she is. Turns and walks away. Have fun. Meredith Potentia. Mm-hmm. You've just been given a candle, a black candle, mm-hmm. from a mysterious ritual that you don't fully understand. Yeah. How is how is she feeling? Um, Meredith is a little bit confused. She's kind of looking at it going, what just happened? But uh, she's also a little bit excited. Potentia? Potentia walks up and just sort of says, well, it seems that you have had an interesting night after all. I mean, yeah, a little bit more interesting than I was anticipating. What do you think this means? Do you think I've I can choose who I want to contact? Or do, if I light the candle, does it, it kind of... Um, bring somebody to me? I don't know. I would recommend mm-hmm. talking to Harold's sister about it. Oh, that is a very good plan. I mean, she I, is, I'm on a break now. Do you want to see if we can find her? She went out into the garden. Um, okay. I might suggest giving her a moment. I was talking to her just shortly before oh, right. the ritual, and she says it is a, a thing that she uses a great deal of energy to do, so perhaps give her but a moment mm-hmm. to bring herself together. I'm probably perhaps. the last person she wants to talk to right now, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you, are, you are a source of your own energy, yeah. it would seem. Yeah. But perhaps, perhaps get yourself something to eat mm-hmm. and a beverage and take a moment for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we'll seek out Harold's sister. That sounds like a very good plan. Generally, one does not bound up to people in no, at noble parties with quite uh, your level of enthusiasm. See, so perhaps we will bring ourselves together. This is a why touch. we're friends, Potentia. You just like you know how to behave in certain situations that I just don't, and and vice versa. I think we balance each other out really well. One has practiced, I mm-hmm. suppose. Shall we get you something to eat? Oh my goodness, yes! I am starving. 
Hey, Joe here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your app of choice. While you're at it, why not recommend the show to a friend? It really helps us spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of Dungeons and Doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Uh, and Harold, do you join them as they see them walk across the, the room to get some food? Yeah. As you join us, I turn back and just say sorry with no other explanation, but just... Harold doesn't say anything, but he gives you that smile as if to say, I understand. Um, so, Meredith, um, mm. sort of at the buffet. Helping yourself to, to food, canapes. Well, I legitimately have no idea what this is. Well, there does not appear to be... Uh, your favourite sweet treat on display, but um, perhaps... Uh... Picture finger food at a wedding. It's little little quiches, little crisp crackers with bits of meat and olives and little um, cheese boards with appropriate dried fruits um, and things. Mm-hmm. In which case, I will, I will suggest perhaps the cheese platter might pique Meredith's... Ooh, that looks good. And she like rubs her hands together and then dives in. <laughs> I thought you might uh, might be hungry after all of your performing, of course. Oh yeah, that's yes. tough. You sometimes. were you have been excellent, Meredith. I'm sure everyone oh, seems you. to be having such a good time. Oh, that's so lovely of you. Thanks, Harold. So for the next hour or so, the three of you find yourself eating some fine food, maybe having a few more drinks, and engaging in conversation with each other. More drinks but, is not a good plan, but okay. <laughs> uh, but mostly keeping to just the check. three of you. Well, if, if, she has, if she has two more, it'll be drink number five. So... <laughs> At a certain point, um, assuming Meredith is still playing some music to, to sort of um, end the evening and people are dancing, I shall say, do you care to dance, Potentia? Um... It is that very formal kind of dancing as well. She sort of looks around and goes, I mean... If I'm sure you know how. Something tells me that much. Well, yes, I do know how. My... Sure. She sort of had that like that moment of like, this could be a really bad idea. Not necessarily about Harold necessarily, but about like the situation that they are finding themselves in. But also is just like, I mean... You've asked, and so that the only response for me now that is appropriate is yes. I would like to get performance checks from both of you as you perform oh, yeah. dance. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. that's a nice natural one from Harold, so that's fun. <laughs> yes! Which leads me to think he is le- like two left feet. I am a terrible dancer, yes. Awesome. She rolled a not natural 20. Okay. <laughs> Uh, whereas Potentia is very skilled at dancing. While I'm fumbling around trying to move my feet in the right direction, I will just say, look, I, I don't want to press the point too much. I can tell that this is not your favorite place to be, nor is it mine. And I know that there are certain expectations, but honestly, I don't really care what they think. It's not important. But, you know, it's not uncommon for one to want to escape ceremony and obligation. I'm sure you've seen that in myself tonight. She sort of smirks to herself in recognition. And I know you you probably have your reasons, and, and, and I can tell that some things have happened. But Meredith and I are here for you. We, you know, I, I don't think you have to go through this alone anymore. And you don't have to say anything back if you don't want, but I 
I just want you to know that we care about you and, uh, you know, sod what all these people think. They're stuffy anyway. <laughs> she laughs in that very, like, at the sort of sod it bit because it's broken the tension of, of that moment. And she just sort of nods without really saying anything because he said basically she doesn't have to. Um, but I'm going to... I'm going to give you some insight into sort of like what's in her head, I think, because I think that's appropriate at the moment. Um, and because while this conversation is happening, she's 100% sort of surveying the rest of the room. Much as he is saying all the things of like, it doesn't matter and, and all of this, she is 100% aware that she is on a formal dance floor with the youngest son of the hosts and very aware of the kind of person that the matriarch of the family is. Um so he has said all the right things, but mm. her brain is not. You're still looking for threats. You're still looking for where the yeah. next attack's coming from. Not in a not in a like overt way necessarily, but in a like it has pro- what he has said has probably alleviated her a bit. But throughout this entire evening, her stress level is not actually about the people she knows mm. who are here. It's about everything else. And I think Harold sensing that goes, um, we don't have to discuss this here, but I would at some point like to know where you come from in a more real sense. I have a feeling there's an interesting story there somewhere. At this point, where are we in terms of the dance itself? Like the, 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 We're coming up the towards the music. end of the dance. Cool. Uh, because we are coming up towards the end of the music that she knows as likely to be the piece of music for this dance, she's going to break that dance hold early mm-hmm. and not not walk off but just that like moment of like deliberately breaking it to be because she's her brain is going like you're right i can't have this conversation right now like I, she's going to walk off past him not actually looking where she's going not really aware of who's in the direction she is heading she's just sort of her gut feel is like she's like trying to break out through the crowd such that she can then find herself a, a library or a couch or a nook or something yeah probably inside not outside there okay like so yeah. you will uh, break this dance and find your way through the crowd and into a library, a study of kinds. And in the dim light of the study, someone steps out from behind a shadow with a cigar in hand, illuminated by the, the light of the end of the cigar, Harold's father. Which I can see brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I sort of apologise for coming in. I'm just like, oh, oh, s- sorry. I um. He puts the cigar out. Um, do a nature check for me. Nine? Nine. It smelled of mostly tobacco, but something else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Harold's father walks towards you. I'm sorry, Potentia. I, uh, I don't think my son actually introduced us properly. Well, by that sentence, you must be Harold's father. Yes, I I believe I almost met you just uh, an hour or two ago. Uh, you, 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 and he seemed in such conversation. I didn't feel it appropriate to interject, so I. Mm. Yes. Well, my son is opinionated. Your son is incredibly intelligent. He is, but enough about my son. <clears throat> and he he straightens himself in that that well practiced pose that. Oh no! He's done a hundred <laughs> times before. It is lovely to meet you. I am Archibald Wentworth the Third. He. A polite bow. Well, yes, uh, and I would thank you and your lovely wife for having me in your home this evening. And she, she absolutely does that very slight exhale of like, mm-hmm. oh, God. He does that, that slight <laughs> I know nod. what I'm supposed to do right now, but like... 
he's, he's not breaking the silence. He's just looking at you and waiting. I did not know you had such a com- that Harold had such accomplished siblings. Um, I have met, well, all but one of your children this evening, I believe. Although I understand that Gregory is here and I've heard of him, but I know not who he is. I was under the impression that people from the Imperium of Noble Birth knew the correct procedure when introducing themselves. I apologize. I was unclear about the requirements when not in Imperium. I don't think it's too much to ask the name of one of the guests at my party. Well, as your son, I'm sure, has made it clear to you that I am potentially, I am a colleague of his at the university, studying in a different field, of course, but that's who I am. Yes. But that is information you already had. But, um... So I... I'm asking about your family name. Who are your people? I mean, my my father uh, is Thamaris. My mother is Harthril. They they also live in Imperium. Uh, they are of, of noble birth, as, as you would understand. And my my brother uh, is a member of the the military. He's uh, is still in Imperium, so far as I'm aware. And he turns his back to you and walks to his desk shuffles some papers and turns back. Potentia, it's important to me that I know my son is associating with the right kind of people. And I am going to ask you this in the most polite way I can. What is your name? She just sighs like in that she can't get out of this because she knows that if she walks out the door, which is what every bone in her body wants to do, she's gonna have to, like he's not gonna let it go. I am Potentia, daughter of Thamaris Hardoctrina. At that name, he, he stiffens and he looks at you like a man who has just seen the sun after spending a decade in a cave. Oh. I think you can understand why I don't tell people. He, he, sta- he straightens himself up, pulls his, his vest jacket down. Potentia, it was lovely to meet you. I hope you have a lovely time at this party. And he will go to walk out of the room. Don't tell them. He stops as he gets to the door and looks at you. They don't, they don't know yet. You've satisfied my curiosity. I know who my son is associating with now. And are you happy about it? I am. And he walks out of the room. She is going to turn around like after a minute after he's gone. And like, you know, that way that someone who's got to walk back into a situation that they don't want to like physically has to sort of pull themselves together she's going back out but she is going back out now brick scared that he's going to have basically walked out and told half the room her name you walk back into the party nothing seems to have changed the party atmosphere is it's winding down a little bit it is getting well late for these people close to say 10 o'clock but no one seems to be paying you any extra attention single story or double story like in my head this is a double story with a void yeah like so there's a ballast cool so i in my head i've put myself at the top like on the top floor yep looking down into it and i'm just gonna lean on the railing Mm. try and see if i can see the others and stuff from on high harold i have a question for you while in these kinds of parties chatting it up with meredith and some of the people here that you actually do enjoy talking to do you keep an eye out for the motion of your father. It's something that he would not... Obviously, he's not just, like, following with his head, but it's it's something that he's aware of in his periphery. Um, at this moment, having been basically 
left on the dance floor. Harold is probably actually just uh, at the drinks table and is just sort of leaning, leaning sort of like, you know, parking your bum a little bit as, as a, is just drinking a champagne and paying attention to Meredith because it's a way to sort of focus on something else. Okay. Well, what are Meredith and Harold talking about? The party's winding down. You t- you've taken a break and Redding's uh, happy to, to keep going for a bit. Redding's really been carrying this be- this party, hasn't he? I love it. Yeah. The, um, the guy can jam when he needs to. I think they're talking about the candle. Okay. Yeah. Meredith is... Uh, curious about what it means so she's trying to mine harold for information and it's like looking at it going so what do i do do i like just choose a time or do i have to do it today do i have to wait until a new moon do i who do i can i pick who it is or do i have to think about somebody or like is this a specific person's candle is this related to anybody like is this some kind of like a dressed candle um why is it black what sort of fire do i need i don't understand Help. Um, Meredith, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have never been chosen uh, during this ceremony. Oh. Uh, but from, from what I gather, it, it, is a, it is a way for you to commune with an ancestor of yours. Right. Um, I think that if you have a chat with Martha, she, she will help you. Yeah, that's what Potential but, said, but I haven't Martha has actually her. slid in next to you in that way that you hadn't noticed, because you're kind of looking <laughs> to your left, talking to Meredith, and she yeah. was kind of slid into Harold's right, and she kind of perks in next to you. Well, actually, it doesn't need to be your ancestor. It can be anyone you know who has passed away. Oh, really? Away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's got to be somebody that... I know in my life who has passed away. Someone that you've met. And I can choose that person? Yes. Interesting. So something of note here is that earlier she was in a a white dress, Mm -hmm. which she stood out in this crowd. Everyone's in in dark colours, blacks Mm -hmm. and dark blues and, and dark reds. She was in a white dress. She appears to be wearing the same dress, but it is now completely black nice costume change by the way oh um it's nice not to stand out you did so well though you think it gets easier every year but it still takes a lot out of me oh getting nervous though i think that just means you care about something and she looks at you for a moment as though she's going to say something stops herself yeah the the nerves are what get to me <laughs> And if you want, you can roll an insight on that, or okay, you can just okay. let it slide. Nah, I'm rolling insight. Oh, that's a one. Oh no. With with that with that slight awkward moment, uh, I'll say, I'm sorry, Meredith. I just need a quick word with Martha for a second, if that's you don't right. mind. I'll go see how Redding's doing. And she like picks up a handful of canapes and then like walks off, <laughs> holding canapes and munching on them. Om nom nom. Doesn't seem remotely phased. What's Martha, up? What's up? Were you paying close attention to those who received an, a white orb during your little ceremony? Um, honestly, brother, a lot of that ceremony is a blur to me. I did notice you get left on the dance floor. Well, we can talk about that another time. It's happened to all of us, I'm sure. Well, probably not to you, of course. You're... She like hair. She does a hair flick. Yes. Never. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm slightly more concerned 
at this point about Gregory's new friend. He seemed to receive one of those little white orbs, but decided to pocket it and did not oh, that's did not come forward. What does that mean? Um, hmm. It means he was chosen, but didn't want a candle. I I think the 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 beads just go back to being clear beads afterwards. So I don't I don't know what he would do with something like that. There's no residual death magic or anything like that. Um, it's the the beads are more a, a way for us to interpret the goddess's her whims, her her desire in the situation, but. I don't think there's anything dangerous he could do. All right. Well, I still don't trust this fellow, but if you're telling me that nothing harmful could happen because of this, I, I'll trust you. You would know, of course. She 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 stops and she looks at you for a moment. Harold, how much do you know about my work in the, the temple? Um, I know that you're a healer. Um... I don't know too much more than that. You've fixed me up after a couple of scrapes. You and Gregory are very good at keeping that to yourselves, which I appreciate. That's my work with the Goddess of Life. But what do you know about my work with the Goddess of Death? Well, I'm embarrassed to say not a whole lot. I probably am not the best listener when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know how easily I get inside my own head. Yes, yes. Well, as I'm sure you who study the druidic ways would know that the undead are against the ways of nature. They they go against the flow of life and death. But it's been my experience that not all undead are evil. Okay. Are you saying I'm overreacting, perhaps? Oh, I'm, I'm saying if a vampire walked into my front door, I would be concerned too. But... Well, it's our front door now, isn't it? Because he's been invited inside. If Gregory trusts him, I trust Gregory. You don't think Gregory's ambition could get the better of him? Almost almost certainly it could. But I think Gregory, he wouldn't want to put us in any danger. No, I don't doubt that at all. But it does not hurt to be vigilant sometimes. We've all made poor choices. Goodness knows I have. I've dated enough poor choices. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but yes. It's, All right. It's well, been good seeing you, Harold. You should come by more often. I know. I get so caught up in my studies. You know how I dream sometimes. It's uh, it's well, not always I mean, easy for me. But it'd be nice uh, to to come come and see your new place. I you know get out of this house sometimes. And you know, I did win a crate of wine from the the vice chancellor. Did you now? Yes. Apparently, it is. Well, I, I don't have to say, apparently. I've had some. It is rather good, actually, and uh, you should come round and sample some. It's, uh, it's, it's rather rare to get your hands on it, so... It would only be fair to invite your big sister to come and sample some of this wine. Well, great. Let's do it soon. I assume at this point Martha has people to see and... Um... Yes, she, she spots someone across the crowd, gives them a wave. Excuse me, Harold, I need to go flirt with someone, and she'll... Your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dndoctorates, and to use the hashtag dndoctorates when you talk about the show and recommend it to your friends. 
If you want to check out some background information about characters, upcoming episodes, you can check out our wiki at dndoctorates.com where you can find all the links you need to get to our uh, mid-show messages, our questions you want to ask us for the next Common Room episode. Check it out. Now, we have a very special mid-show message today from our friends over at Goblets and Gays. And uh, actually, no, I'll let, I'll let them tell you about their, their show. Have you ever wanted a podcast that tackles the hard questions? Like, why do wizards wear those pointy hats? Is it morally okay to burn your name into a table? Is there a difference between dead and never waking up? Well, if you've ever wanted to know the answers to any of these questions, then I have a podcast for you. We are Goblets and Gays, a bi-weekly Pathfinder 2E podcast. Join our cast of an angsty barbarian, a pyromaniac goblin, a girl whose family loved astrology a little too much, a cultist, and a hot topic reject as they journey to a lost city and try to keep a twink alive. Follow us all on your social media at Goblets and Gaze. Join our Discord as well, and we hope to see you out there. Goodbye. And if you'd like your show promoted on Dungeons & Doctorus, send us a message. Let's do some cross-promotion. And again, if you want a personal message read out on the show, follow the links via our link tree. The next episode of the show is coming out next week. That's just the 5th of November. So close. I hope you're all enjoying this arc. We're having lots of fun. Thanks everyone for listening. Let's get back to the episode. So I, I'm assuming with my perception, Harold spotted Potentia ages ago. Like he knows that she's yeah. hanging out up on the, the yes, railing there. Definitely. Um and if things are winding down, um I'll I'll turn back to Meredith and say Well Meredith has gone, Meredith went off to go. Oh yeah, she did. I'll I'll go I will go I'll You're go find nice. Meredith then. Okay. And so um, say Redding is um chatting with Meredith, yeah, discussing that this is, you know, end of the party coming up soon. It's been good jamming, you know? Yeah, definitely. We have to do this again sometime. Definitely. That was really fun. Always up to to play with an up and coming, you know, bard. It'd be nice if we could do a little bit more kind of upbeat. Oh sort of, yeah. 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 This was a little bit like it was fun. Don't get me wrong; it's always good to play with a pro, you know, like so, the, tell you the what, signals and all that kind of my stuff. My favorite oh, gigs are the so ones good. that pay me. Yeah, pretty much. I'll I'll I've arrived at this point and say so, yes. Yeah, speaking of which, um, don't escape before my father pays you. He he can get rather forgetful at the end of the evening, and oh, I would don't I would worry, hate to we see. Um, Meredith, I think. Uh, I'm growing rather tired of of this evening, and I I, I think your services are complete. I hear, mm-hmm. I hear that there is a uh, a little bash going on at your place. Yes, I was actually going to suggest that we go and swing by there after this. So I yes, think it'll still I'm, be going. I'm, it'll be going until the early hours in the morning, I reckon. Yes, well, if I if I know your friends and uh, <laughs> our, our friends at the Barbarian Society, I'm I'm sure I'm sure the kegs are only half empty as yet. Oh boy! And there's plenty so more good. partying to go. Yeah. Um, shall we collect our friend and head off? I think so. I All think right. potentially needs a little bit of fun. Well, I'm not she sure this is her kind of fun, but um, yeah. Well, I think she's been very on edge. I don't know if you've noticed, but she's been very stressed and tense. I think we need to give her a rescue and and, and give her a break. 
I think I think maybe you should go rescue okay. her. I'm I'm going to give her a little space. Well, I'm going to go in and pack up my liar, um, and then I'll go find her and I'll meet you at the front door. I'm going to go find my father. Okay, sounds good. Uh, your father will be standing near the front door, um, thanking everyone for coming as they leave. Everything go to your liking, father. Uh, as the party's winding down, he seems more relaxed than earlier in the night. Yes, Harold, it's been a, a good party. It's always good to have you back in the house. Yes, I'm sorry I don't visit more often. I, I, I get very consumed by my studies. Um, well, it's good that you're doing it, doing it seriously. Yes, I know in the past I may not have done as well as I would have liked, but I, I really like my new supervisor. He seems to really understand my passions and... Uh, I thank you, of course, as always, for supporting me. I know it, it's not the easiest for you sometimes. And Archie and Gregory are off doing, doing wonderful things. And Martha, of course, being so lovely. But I do appreciate it. Yes, well, it's, um, it is good seeing you. Did you and Potentia have an interesting discussion upstairs? I just uh, bumped into her on my way out of the study. I'm sure you did. She lives up to your standards, does she? I have nothing to say about Potentia. All right. You can do whatever you want. Well, I will. I know we don't always see eye to eye on, on a lot of things, but I like to think I can judge character when I see it. I know deep down you do as well. He nods. And I shall see you soon, Father. And yes, I will, Harold. I Good. will join Meredith and Potentia. I was just going to say, if I've watched that conversation happen... I would send a message to Harold because I haven't heard it and just say, what did he say? I'll make sure I've walked away from, from my, my dad at this point. He was uh, surprisingly aloof, actually. Not like him. I think you passed the test, though. I should just get a message back. Just one more, which is just, so he didn't tell you anything. What, uh, what would he have to say? Um, can I assume that he would have you you would have spotted where she is and looked up at her whilst having this long distance conversation? I'm purposely not looking at you. Okay. This. I know I know exactly where you are, but I I'm I'm focused on on leaving at this point. Meredith's making her way up the stairs. Which case would actually probably start coming down the stairs. In which case I'm going to run into Meredith, but that's for, I would be moving towards Harold to have a conversation that is not. Mm-hmm via message yes. because it's too long and too hard to explain in 25 words or less yep meredith potentia's coming down the stairs you bump into her as you are climbing the stairs potentia how are you going you ready to get out of Good. here yes let's 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 get out of here. absolutely well harold and i were thinking we might head back to um to griffin hall we've got a bit of a party Great. happening good anywhere but okay here. let's go Alright, so the two of you mm-hmm. uh, head down the stairs, meeting Harold at the yeah. the base of the stairs. Do you have to go and get your stuff, or are you carrying I'm all carrying of your stuff? I'm carrying all of my stuff. Meredith. Yeah. Okay. So Harold very pointedly acknowledges Meredith, but has not looked at Potentia at this <gasps> point. She's going to turn to him, and not ignoring Meredith, but like, this is not at you at all. Um... Mm-hmm. I will ex- I will explain, but not now. Not here. You just get a terse nod. 
How how was the party, Meredith? You looked like you were having at least a, at least somewhat of a good time. I know this isn't yeah. your type of scene necessarily, and there's more interesting music to play. I've heard you, uh, but um, did 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 my father give you your fee? No, he hasn't yet. I was kind of hoping to catch him on the way out. I think I saw you talking to him before. Ah, well, perhaps you should go chase him before we leave. I... Yeah, he's standing next to the front door. Um, well, yeah, I'll go talk to him on that way out. Let's go. Cool. We need to get there before Gore eats all of the donuts. Oh my gosh, I haven't had a donut in so long. Oh, I would, they're delicious. I would hate for them to be all gone by the time we get there. Well, let's go. Spirit Moon Festival donuts are the best. <laughs> because I just got cold shouldered, I'm gonna take up the like. If you imagine this is a triangle of people, I am the back of the triangle. Okay. I'm by myself of the little. Okay. Um, as you get to the the door, Harold's father. Um, reaches down to Meredith with a small pouch with some coins in it and uh, offers his hands uh, offers his hand to shake she shakes it back and says thank you very much sir it's been lovely it was really good to meet you I always enjoy hearing up and coming bards and uh, you did an excellent job fantastic let me know if you need any more of my services and I will see you guys next time of course. And she uh, like looks, grins this winning smile. And then uh, he looks off. up, um, seeing Harold. He gives you a polite nod. Father? Harold? He looks past Harold, sees Potentia. Gives her gives Potentia a nod, Potentia. She just nods back. Have a lovely evening, all three of you. We sure will. We I shall try and not leave it so long before my next visit, if nothing to keep Mother happy. She'll be uh, over at the buffet table instructing Humbertus. I'll leave her to it, I think. Uh, All right. And you make your way into the city proper. So you're making your way through the King's Quarter from the residence of the Wentworth family. Meredith maybe lagging behind slightly, counting her coins. Yes, I was going to say, I do need to count them. I should have done that before I left, but I did not. But I'm definitely counting them now. It's like first rule of freelancing, right? You get given an envelope of money, you count the money. I would say the first rule of freelancing is organise how much you're getting paid before. Yeah, true. And- Meredith is, is delightfully naive, though. <laughs> this is, like, hmm. probably one of her very first paying gigs because she's always done, like, you, know. you probably work, worked in, in taverns and things and worked exactly, on, yeah. on tips. Exactly, yeah. The gigging has, like... has been part of, like, I work behind the bar and then I exactly, gig, and yeah. so everything's paid in one check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is the first, like, upper-class thing. And it looks exactly. like um, you were paid, you've been paid in silver pieces, mm. but there's a lot of them. Okay, well, that's good. Many tens worth of silver pieces. Good. So you'll have to, you'll, you'll count them. Okay. Um, which is why you're a little distracted, we think. Okay, cool. So how long is it going to take me to count them? Sorry, I'm like, just very focused. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it'll take you less than a minute to count them. Okay, cool. Uh, unless you lose track of counting as you go. <laughs> okay. 17, 18, 19, 1, 2. <laughs> <laughs> is that a squirrel? 1, 2. Squirrel. I mean, you are walking through... Um, town during the the summer spirit moon festival 
So there is like... It could be quite distracting. Festival goers um, in in spooky costumes and, and running around having fun. I mean, you are in the King's Quarter, which is like the, the upper class district. Mm. So everyone isn't exactly running. They are moving about in uh, costumes and refined and, and totally not very, very drunk mm-hmm. fashion. But it is also 10 o'clock, so it is quite dark. The three of you start making your way through town out of the King's Quarter uh, through Silverstone. As you're walking, Harold hears something down a side street with his excellent perception beyond, uh, above the, the the revelry happening. It is late, so the, the streets aren't too full, but it is also a big festival night, so there are still people around. But over the sound of people enjoying themselves, you hear a man scream. Mm. Did any of you happen to hear that noise just now? No. I swear I heard a man scream. No, I didn't hear anything, Harold. What are you talking about? What did you hear? Well, it sounded like a man scream. Uh... Which, you know, I know I know, it's sort of in the spirit of the festival, but I don't know if it sounded like revelry. No. Which direction was it? Should we go check it out? I think we should. I, I would yeah. hate to think someone's in trouble. All right. Well, you heard it. Do you want to lead us down in that direction? We'll follow. Um, Harold, let's let's have you make a um, yeah, we'll call it survival, right. city survival. Ooh, ten. Well, luckily, this sounds getting closer to you. Meredith and Potentia, make another perception for me, please. Mhm. Oh, that's a one. Mm. Uh, okay. So no, not at all. Twenty-one. Okay, so potentially you definitely heard the scream, uh, and this one sounded like abject horror, like abject terror. Do you want to make another survival herald? Eight. Um, well, potentially has heard it now, so she might roll a survival as well. Uh, Fourteen. Um, I feel like it came from uh, in that direction over there. Perhaps uh, we should. I think you might be might be hearing reflected sound, Harold. Um, this way, I think. And I just start heading off in the direction that I actually honestly believe it came from. Meredith kind of looks at Harold, shrugs his shoulders and goes after Potentia. All right, I'll take the rear. Ooh, okay. You round the corner and see a man uh, collapse to the ground with a knife in his back. Ooh, yep. Standing over him is a human man wearing a butcher's apron, holding a meat cleaver. They are transparent. The meat cleaver is not. I okay. would like all of you to make wisdom saving throws. Nineteen. Seven. Sixteen. Hang on, don't you have really high... How did you... Wait, are you not proficient in wisdom saving throws? I am proficient in wisdom saving throws. Just rolled really badly. Rolled really badly. This ghostly butcher looks at you as you walk around the, the corner and the face changes momentarily from the face of a a human man to a decaying ghostly terrible face Mm -hmm. and harold you are now frightened Mm -hmm. meaning that uh, you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of fear is within line of sight and you cannot willingly move closer to this target to this creature but on subsequent turns you can try and overcome this fear at the end of your turn i'm going to get everyone to make initiative rolls please Oh, 24. I rolled a natural 20. Five. <laughs> Two. Meredith, you're up first. This ghostly man has just stabbed this person who has fallen to the ground in front of you. Okay, how and far away are we? 
Uh, you are 30 feet. You've just walked around the corner to see this. Okay, I've got a new spell here that I got when I leveled up. It's called Calm mm-hmm. Emotions. So I can either use this to try and counteract the effects of the Frightened spell on Harold, mm-hmm. or try and calm um, I this, can this ghost. try and calm the guy, the ghost. From a metagaming point of view, you would have to roll an insight check to, to see that I was frightened. Because Meredith oh, doesn't okay. know that yet. Yeah, so so Meredith has seen it not being frightened. You you like you saw it and were not frightened. Harold has been frightened and you don't know that he is frightened. Under the under the condition frightened. Um can I roll a a perception check to have a look at the guy that's on the ground real quick? Yep, you can roll a perception check. Thirteen. They are laying on the ground, they're breathing, but they're not moving. There's a knife in their back. You know what? I'm just going to try calm emotions because I feel like that's what Meredith would do. She'd want to like calm everybody down. She's going to cast mm-hmm. calm emotions on the guy on the ghost and we'll see what okay. happens. So alternatively, you can make a target indifferent about creatures of your choice that it is hostile towards. So I'm going to make it ignore or try to make it ignore us. All right. So the ghost would need to make a, a check Charisma to, check. to yep. resist it. Yep. The ghost is immune to your charm. Frick. So I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on someone then. <laughs> um, on Potentia. This ghost, whose turn it is now, raises the meat cleaver up. This will teach you for being with my wife. No! Potentia. Um, so I am going to cast at first level to check if this works, basically. Magic Missile, which is three glowing darts of magical force automatically hit. What are your damage? So that is 10 magical force damage. 10 force damage. All right. How does Potentia like launch these? So you watch as she's standing there, she's still wearing the necklace that you would all be familiar with being a staple of around her neck. And you see her like grasp at that and then pull forward. And it's like pulling three, almost like needles that are that white blue color. Like she's pulled them out, but effectively like out of her chest and flicks them straight forward. They fly unearingly and strike this ghost. Uh, impacting into its chest, dealing 10 points of force damage. It knocks it back slightly, and it looks up from this man on the ground at your group, now fully engaging with your group. Can I roll an insight check to see how Harold is going? Yeah, you can do an insight check. Is a 14? You can see that Harold is frightened. Having acknowledged, having recognized that in Harold, I want to move myself... I mean, I have 30 feet of movement, so I want to be 60 feet from the ghost. This is a, a T-section type int, like, you've hit, and you, you've come out of the, the, the right angle. We've come out you of come, the dead end. Yeah. Along this main strip is where this ghost has attacked this man. If the ghost is to the left as we round the corner, can I make myself 30 feet to the right? 60 feet from the ghost, 30 feet from where you were standing when you rounded the corner. Harold, you're up. So Harold's eyes just sort of flash in horror at witnessing this apparition basically take a cleaver to this guy and not wanting to look at the 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 face of the thing that did this he just utters may the stars have mercy on you and he will cast healing word at the man on the ground at first level if it works they would get six hit points okay they get six six points the the breath returns and they, they cough blood because they have a knife in their back still um but they aren't dying at the moment but i am i'm rooted on the spot i cannot at this point move do I get to roll a, a, a save yes you can roll a save to, to no longer be frightened in your turn right. mm, 11 still frightened Meredith Meredith is going to book it towards the guy on the ground um, and she's gonna like 
skid to the floor on her knees in like this very sort of dramatic heroic way um and when she gets there she is going to so i'm gonna um take the knife out of his back and immediately cast cure wounds uh so that's six plus three is nine he gets nine hit points back he he feeling the healthiest he's felt for years (laughs) so now that she's done that um can i speak to him uh well he's currently on the ground you are both on the ground in -hmm. front of this ghost and he is uh cowering he is not in a speaking uh, frame of okay. mind. All right. Am I able to kind of drag him with me away a little bit? You've just moved up to it. Um, so that was your movement to get to him. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to cast inspiration on Harold then. Okay. What are you saying? Well, yeah. How, how does Meredith inspire us so inspirationally? <laughs> um, well, for Potentia, she's just kind of like, um, go get him! And then for um, for Harold, um, she turns back and kind of goes, Harold, you're doing fine. You've got this. The ghost. Who, okay, so you've just slid into home in front of this ghost and revived this man. Mm-hmm. But the ghost isn't looking at you. The no, ghost is looking at Harold. And he points the cleaver towards Harold. You were with my wife! And it flies unearingly towards you. As it moves away from Meredith, she gets attack opportunity against it. I'm going to slash at its leg with the dagger that was in the guy's back because I'm still holding it. Uh, roll to hit. 11 plus 5. Hits. Cool. All right. Roll your so... damage. <laughs> I rolled a 1. <laughs> um, so that's 4. So you slash at his leg as it goes past. <sighs> yeah. Um, and while the knife... And it goes through the leg. You do see a little bit of like a cut. Like it doesn't do the full amount of damage to it. Okay. It's still moving. It flies at Harold, raises the cleaver, and swings it at Harold. Does a 19 hit Harold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knife coming down. Boo. Harold, take nine points of slashing damage and five points of necrotic damage. As this knife cuts into you and hurts more than it should. The ghost just screams, This will teach you for being with my wife! Potentia. Um, I am going to take a tiny bit of ice and it expands in her hand to form a knife made of ice Mm -hmm. and she flings it at the ghost. Roll to hit. 15 plus 5 is 20. Hits. Alright, we'll roll roll the piercing damage first. Um, The piercing damage is 7. So, dexterity saving throw from Harold and the ghost. The ghost rolls a 7. 14. What's what's your save DC? My save DC is 13. I I succeed then. You succeed. succeed. But the ghost takes 2d6. 8. Ghost appears to be completely unaffected by the exploding ice dagger. Oh, is is potentially moving? Or doing anything else? I might move so that I am, again, 60 feet away from it. So further down the street. Yeah. All right. Harold. So Harold being frightened and this ghost being um, being being right next to him cannot think straight and will book it thirty feet back. That's going to provoke an attack opportunity from this right. ghost. Harold can't think about that right now. So the ghost rolls a fifteen to hit. Yep, that hits. Harold takes thirteen points of slashing damage. Oh, okay. and then three points of necrotic damage. That's it. Harold's out. Harold's down. 